Okay, praise the Lord tonight. Welcome to Bible study for this evening. You're most welcome in Jesus' name. Um, trust everyone is great and your day has been um, um, nice and fine. We thank God for another privilege and opportunity wherein we come again together to study the word of God together and groom ourselves in God and be grounded in the things of righteousness. Um, tonight <clears throat> we'll be we're continuing um, in our study of the word um, as we do our recap of the book of Romans um, carefully and um, delicately. Um, looking at the intricacies and the doctrines um, that we can learn in the book of Romans. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you this evening. We give you praise. We approach your word again this evening with humility, ready to learn, ready to receive, ready to do. Lord, breathe on us tonight. Teach us your precepts. Teach us your ways. Ground us in the truth. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Talk with your Bible tonight to Romans chapter 1. As we do our recap. But as we go on this evening quickly, I just want to you know, let you know that this teaching that we're doing is very fundamental to your faith. And I believe you are following and I believe you are learning. You know, the reason that we we teach sound doctrine or sound biblical teaching is because one, it clearly defines to you the reason for the hope you have. You begin to understand why you believe what you believe. And therefore, it strengthens you in the faith. Number two, it establishes you. It establishes you in the truth. Because the word of Christ is the message of truth. And this truth is taught and revealed to us in scriptures. And as we learn every day, we are learning of the, of, of, of the spiritual truth that establishes the Christian faith and by extension your faith. So the first reason is that you know the, 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 the basis of what you believe. Two, it establishes the faith. Three, it helps you identify what is not true. It helps you spot the fake. So for you to know when you are not to you are not being deceived, it means you know what is right. Number four, it puts the whole world in right perspective of the word of God. 
your 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 world view is rightly framed according to the counsel and the purpose of God. There are many believers whose worldview is so warped that it's not based on God's word. God wants our worldview, the way we view the world, the way we view our lives, the way we view our subsistence and our survival to be hinged on the knowledge of Him. So that our carrying on, our comportment is founded on the worldview of God. That's why it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And the Apostle Paul sounded this so much in the hearing of the church. In fact, in Acts 2.42, the Bible says, And they daily broke bread and remained in the apostles' doctrine. That's the beginning of the church. The church remained in the doctrine of the apostles. Paul told Timothy, in First Timothy 1, 3, told me tonight in your Bibles, First Timothy 1, 3, let me show you tonight, as we begin this study, verse 3 says, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I left into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. That means, that means, that means, that means, that means, other doctrine can be taught that is not based on God's word. How do we remain on the doctrine of Christ when we remain in the, in the teachings and the foundations of scriptures? And so tonight we're going to be continuing in our recap and review of the book of Romans. Last class on Tuesday, we began by, by saying one of the things that the Apostle Paul, you know, you know, laid the foundation for us to believe is that all men of what have sinned. Amen. All men are born in sin. We see that in Romans 3, verse 9 through 18, and in particular, Romans 3, 23. Say, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And who is the glory of God? Jesus Christ. So the first thing Paul said to us, or that we glean, is that all are, all, all, all are born into sin. And we took time to, 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 to explain and, and, and expatiate a little on that by the grace of God in the last class. The second point we raise, amen, is that, is that it is, it is the, it is the shed blood of Jesus Christ that guarantees salvation. In other words, true salvation is based on the shed blood of Jesus. Therefore, the gospel of the blood must not, must not, must not be pushed away, must not be set aside, um, 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 in our, in our doctrinal thoughts. Hallelujah. And this evening, I want to take a little more, more, more time to talk, to touch on, 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 on the, on, on the blood, and then I will go on to the next, um, um, point. You know, I mentioned the blood that, 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 Leviticus 17 level says, it says, God says, for I have given you the blood for an atonement. Why? Because the life of every flesh 
is in the blood. And if the life of every flesh is in the blood, then if God wants to give an atonement to the world, then he will provide the atonement via the blood. Therefore, the true atonement for the church in our time is based on the blood. Now, as we go on in this, in this, in, in, in looking at the blood, because this is very important, why is the blood of Jesus important? First, it's important because it is not an ordinary blood. His blood is, as it were, the, the blood of deity. Hallelujah. His blood is not like the blood of bulls and goats and of, and of animals. No. This is a special blood. You know, I was reading 1 Peter. Tell me near to your Bible to 1 Peter 1. Let's read together. 1 Peter 1. We'll read from verse 18. From verse 18 of 1 Peter 1. The blood. Verse 18 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Verse 19, where I'm going to. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. Now, I love that word, the precious blood of Christ. Now, I checked all, I checked at least 20 different Bible translations, and they all interpret that word, with, uh, um, um, that, that, that word precious as precious. And the word is the word, timeos in Greek. It's only one translation that, that, that use the word holy to, 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 in the place of precious. And this is to underscore the preciousness of the blood of Jesus. We are not saved by things corruptible, but the blood of Jesus is precious. And this blood is so precious that Jesus said, no one actually could take my life from me, but I have chosen to voluntarily lay it down because God had asked me to do so. So the blood is very important in our understanding of redemption. And guess what? When Jesus was going through the ordeal of his death, he had one singular, you know, you know, you know, thought in mind. The purpose that God the Father and the Son and the Spirit had entered is to present the blood. So every time, you know, he was beaten, the tongue was placed on his head, the nails were fastened on his feet, it was to get the blood to be shed. And this is the basis of true redemption. 
This is how men get reconciled back to God. Amen tonight. You know, in Hebrews 12 verse 24, we see that the blood speaks. Blood speaks. If the blood of man will speak, Hebrews number 12, verse 24. I will read that shortly. You know, when Cain killed Abel, Cain thought Abel had died. The flesh may die, but the spirit of the man is in the blood. That's why God said, when you kill animal in the old covenant, don't eat blood. And that's why it's dangerous for anyone that eats blood. It is, it is against the law of God to eat blood or to, or to, or to, or to do anything with, with, with blood. Because the life of the animal resides in the blood. And that's why it's dangerous for countries or nations to shed innocent blood. Because blood speaks. The Bible says when Cain killed Abel, Abel thought, and um, Cain thought Abel had died. But the Bible says God called out to Cain and said, Cain, where is thy brother? Because his blood is crying to me. Hebrews 12, 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. The blood of Abel was speaking and calling for vengeance, but the blood of Jesus was calling forward for mercy. Hallelujah tonight. So we see here that the blood of Jesus is very important in our knowledge of redemption. And therefore, we should be grateful and thankful for the blood. It's the blood that actually purchased us. Amen tonight. It's the blood that purchased us. You see, you see, the, 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 the token of exchange for our redemption or our purchase of God is the blood. Acts 20 tonight. Acts 20. Let me show us tonight. Acts 20. Please follow me tonight. Acts 20. Let's read verse 28 together. Acts 2028. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Spirit had made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he had what? Purchased with his blood, his own blood. So it's the blood that purchased us. The blood is the token of our redemption. And that blood is important because it is precious. It is it is it is without without the, without sin or blemish. So for everyone who is born again, who is a member of the church, the blood of Jesus has availed for that person. It's by the blood that we are purchased. First John one seven. Turn down everybody. First John 1 7 tonight. He says the Holy Ghost purchased us by the blood. First John 
1 verse 7. Hallelujah. The Bible says, But if we walk in light, as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood, and the blood, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, as what? As cleansed us from all sin. It is the blood that cleanses. So in our in our in 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 in, in, in our presenting the gospel, we must present the gospel of the blood. The gospel of the cross. We must not be ashamed of this. Hallelujah. And how do we know all these things? Because Paul told us in Romans 3 verse 25. That, 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 that we have put faith in what? In the blood. So the blood plays a central role in the doctrine of redemption. So what do people put faith on? We are, we are meant to present the gospel and let men know that they are meant to put faith in Jesus' blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. For that is the token of our what? Our redemption. Very important. Ephesians 2.13 tonight. Ephesians 2.13. Ephesians 2 verse 13. Ephesians Ephesians 2, 13. I read from here. He said, But now is Christ Jesus, ye whom sometimes we are far off, are made near by the blood. You see that again? We are made what? Near. That means we are redeemed, we are called, we are justified by what? By the blood. If I, Re Re Revelation 12, 11 says, For they overcame him, by the blood of the Lamb. So for the believer, the blood is what is very important. We mustn't get so modern that the blood becomes something we, we, we disdain, we, we, we talk down or we ignore. No, the church can't afford to ignore the blood because it's by the blood that we are what we've been purchased. That's what scripture says and we must teach it, we must understand it and appreciate the power of God resident in the blood of Jesus. The blood. And the blood was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 9. Through which we have eternal redemption. Amen tonight. You know, I am a preacher talking about the power of the Lord in the modern world. When people have slight issues, it shows you that, that the blood has, has spiritual significance. And whatever God does, Satan tries to imitate. When men have little challenge in the world, they will tell them to go and bring a chicken or, 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 or something small. But if the issue is a little more difficult, they go and bring a goat or 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 or, or a ram. If it's, if it's a little more higher, they go and bring a cow. Have you have you had some 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 pastors burying cows in their churches? Some 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 people trying to get 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 more more clients bury cows in their in their shops. Sometimes if if the need is so desperate, they will tell you bring human human blood. 
and depending on what the person wants, somebody can tell you bring a pregnant woman. Now these things are so disgusting, but you see, it is the blood of the people that they have served. Because demonic powers are attracted to blood. Because God of heaven has put life in the blood. And if it takes God to redeem the world by the blood of his son, that means he has redeemed us in the way he says man can be reconciled to him. Therefore, in our engagement, in our preaching, we must not be ashamed to present the cross as the only means by which man can be reconciled back to God. Any gospel that is not blood filled is not the right gospel. Any gospel that is not pointing to the cross, for anyone that points to the cross must ordinarily talk about the blood. For the blood is the token of our redemption. Amen. So find the doctrine of sin. The doctrine of what of sin. Romans 3, 23. And second, we find the doctrine of the blood as the token on the means for our redemption. The blood of Jesus. Peter calls it the precious blood. Hallelujah. He says, for we know we are not redeemed. We are not redeemed. That's the reason when you come to Christ, you're, you're coming to Christ and redemption is not by whatever you did. It's what Christ has done by what? His blood. So let me tell you, when you come to, 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 to God, that things you must, you must come with before you are saved. No. Christ has shed His blood and the talk of the blood is sufficient enough to redeem all mankind. And as many as put their trust and faith in him shall be saved. Romans 10. See how Paul puts it here. Romans 10 verses 8 and 9. Romans 10. Talk with the Bible. Bibles. Verses 8 through 10. But what seeth thee? The word is near thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart, the word of faith which we preach. But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, why did he die? He died that the blood might be shed. Verse 10. For, he said, that's how you say, verse 9. For example, for when the heart man believeth unto righteousness, <clears throat> but with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. So the blood. And therefore, we must be grateful for the blood. The precious blood. Hallelujah. The third point that I want us to examine as we do our recap is this. The Apostle Paul was talking and, and gave this thought that the Mosaic law, though good and holy, cannot counter the power of sin. Remember our context, Paul was writing to primarily to Jewish and Gentile believers. And establishing the doctrine of the church, he told the Jewish believers that though the Mosaic law, good and holy, had no power to counter the power of sin. So why then did God give the law? Now if you remember this story, 
I'll give us some church tonight. The Jews, you know, they had the covenant. The Jews had everything. But Christ came to end the law. And there was so much argument and 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 and, and different position as to how men are to be saved. You know, I'm going to read to you tonight some scriptures just on this point. It is not today. There have been arguments, particularly in the early times of the faith, and has continued till today. How can man be saved? Now, the Jew says, we know the law. We, we are the ones that God appeared to, yes, undoubtedly. But the coming of Christ turned everything around. Let's see this evening, first and foremost, Romans chapter 2. Romans 2 from, from verse 12 of Romans 2. Romans 2 from verse 12. Let's read down to verse 29. For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. So Paul is saying here, the law is not the yesterday for God saving all men. God will save all men as he gets to them with the gospel. Let's go on tonight, verse 13. For not the hearers of the law are justified before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. Which shew the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing them witness, and, and, and their thoughts, the meanwhile as accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men, of, of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. 17. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and rested in the law, and maketh thy boast of God, and knowest his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being inserted out of the law. And art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of, of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest not thyself, thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou, thou that says a man should not commit adultery, does thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, does thou commit sacrilege? Though thou that makest the boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as is written, for circumcision very profited, if thou keep the law, but if thou be a breaker of the law, Thy circumcision is made on circumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be cut of circumcision? 27. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee who by the letter and circumcision does translate the law? 28. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. 
But he is a Jew, which is one in thing, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of man, but of God. What's Paul saying here? He's saying, the law is good work. The law is not the means by which man earn God's righteousness. The law is good. The law is holy. The law is perfect. But the law in himself cannot end men righteousness. Therefore, he's pointing to the sure means by which man can end righteousness. And that's the means by which we have all earned our own one, our righteousness in God. So Paul is saying here that the Mosaic law, though good and holy, cannot counter God's own righteousness. Talk me Romans 5 tonight with me. Romans 5, we read verses 1 and 20. Romans 5, 1 and 20. Now remember that Paul is addressing the issue of how men are saved. Is it by observing the law or putting faith in Christ? Hallelujah. Some, some of our friends are lost to themselves. Some don't want to come to God by the order that God has prescribed. Ours is to understand this principle and this teaching and stick to it. Amen. This is what the church should stick to. This is what you should understand and stick to. This must be the foundation. Amen. Of our faith. We must know that the law, no law on earth can end our salvation apart from faith in Christ. So the men tonight. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, being what? Justified by faith. We have peace with God. It is said, justified by what? By the Lord. No, it's by what? It's by faith. Faith in who? In Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abound, grace abound much more. So, the law came, God gave the law, not as a means of, of eternal redemption in that sense, you see, but he gave the law, and the law, my word, might make sin to become more sinful, that men might find that in the law, they can find true salvation, but they must look to something else that is beyond the law. Amen. Men must look beyond the law. Men must search for God's mercy by the way God has prescribed it. Amen tonight. Now, Paul writing to the, to the Hebrew believers. You know, the book of Hebrews is a very special book written to Hebrew believers. And the Apostle Paul, you know, in the end times, the, the Jewish Christians, remember in Acts 3, the people that were, were in Acts 2, the people that were around the day of Pentecost were primarily Jews. And people from other tribes and nations that came for Passover. And then on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, People that were there were predominantly Jews. 
and a few people from Ethiopia and 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 and, and Libya and 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 and, and from Rome and 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 the and the and the neighboring cities of the time. So primarily, the early church was fundamentally Jewish. Amen. Thank God, he, he, well, when Christ was going, he said in Acts 1 verse 5, he says, verse 8, he said, and shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and shall be what? My witnesses were in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and what? And to the uttermost part. That means if you start from Jerusalem, that means Jewish, to Judea, Jewish, Samaria, and then to the all part of the world. So at the first instance, it was Jewish. But as, as things began to, to grow, the Jews didn't really know that God has made provision for the Gentiles to be saved. And that's why the Gentiles, when they have Paul preach, they rejoice. Amen. The Gentiles will always rejoice when Paul says, And the Lord has torn the gospel of the Gentiles, and they received the gospel. With all their heart, to the point where the Jews became envious of the Gentiles. Hallelujah! Praise God! And therefore, I am glad that I have I, I, I received the gospel as a Gentile, and now I'm not a Gentile, but 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 I'm I'm, I'm I'm partaking of the grace of God in Christ Jesus given to me. Amen. Tonight, and so there's been this argument. There's been this fight. Everywhere Paul goes to preach, the Jews will oppose him. That no, no man can be saved except they follow the law of Moses. Acts 15. Acts 15. Turn over to tonight so you can see. Acts 15. Acts 15 from verse 1. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses. Ye cannot be saved. Now this is the problem of the early church. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain of, the, of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. So the early church were really, really in contention. The Jews refused to believe. The Jews refused to accept. Even Peter did his best, but guess what? He still, he still, he was still caught in the web of the Jewish tradition and the Jewish thinking. God tried to break that thought in him by sending him to the house of Cornelius. God showed him a vision. He said, "He says, don't call what I've made clean unclean." In fact, Paul said, "This is the mystery of the gospel that God has kept." Has kept from the beginning of the world, we'll see that in our next talk. That mystery is that Gentiles will be added and the Jews fought this. So imagine a church where the, where the Jews were very adamant, even to the point that they were against what God is saying to them literally. They were following the written laws of Moses. And Christ has come to end that, that, that process. Romans 10 verse 4. He said, For Christ is the end of the law for salvation. But there was a fight. In fact, when Peter came to Antioch to visit Paul 
and you stand with Paul for a while. And we're living together with the Gentiles. But when some people came from James, even Peter, having preached to Cornelius, God having spoken still, he was still not so sure. Galatians 2, everybody talk that with me tonight. Because I'm building this thought so you understand what, what, what this is. Galatians 2, from verse 1. Turn that with me tonight. Galatians 2. Okay. Verse 1 will be so long. Let's, let's start from verse 10. Only they would that we should remember the poor. Who are the dead? The apostles. That is when, when Paul went to, to the Gentiles. Remember the poor, the same which I also was called to do. Verse 11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face. Because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did it with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of what? The circumcision. And other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. Now let's end there. Now I'm saying this to show you that the 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 idea of, of following the Mosaic law for redemption. The idea of putting restriction to faith in the blood. The idea from, 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 from putting restriction in following the tradition of men for redemption was what Paul was saying, God has done away with. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. God has done away with the restriction that men place. In how men are saved. Now God is saying, as many as put faith in the blood and believe in the gospel, they shall be saved. And that's why we must we must hold this thought dear to our hearts. But the Jews at this time really had certain notion in their heart. And let's see what their thoughts were. The first thing that they were thinking actually was that Moses was actually superior to Jesus. They believed that angels are superior to Jesus. They believed that Joshua is superior to Jesus. I'm going to show you that in the scriptures. And this is what Paul was writing to them to teach and educate them that Jesus, this Jesus is actually the son of God. This Jesus supersedes everything you've learned in the Old Testament. This Jesus is the plan of God. This Jesus is the one. Today in our world, you find people believing that 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 um, Brahma um, 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 Buddha and Buddha and all other you know you know sage, you know Confucius and all they are they are on equal you know equal pedestal with Jesus, folks. No and no, this idea is not today. It has begun from time immemorial. Hallelujah. Because the moment you believe that, it weakens our position in preaching the gospel. Now in the Islamic world, they believe Jesus as what? As a prophet. They believe he was born of a Virgin Mary. They believe he's coming again. They believe he did miracles. But when it comes to him being the way to God, 
They say no. And it's on that basis alone that redemption is gotten. When it comes to he died on the cross, they believe that Jesus never died on the cross. He, he didn't die. And, and if Christ did not die, then our hope is in vain. And therefore, when you see your friends that say, Oh, we, we love Jesus, we believe Jesus. Now the question is, what do you believe about Jesus? Not you believe him. Who is he? And to us, this is the cross of the matter. Jesus came as incarnate deity. Jesus died and shed his blood. He was buried on the third day. He rose again for our, our justification. And right now he ascended and he seated on the altar of Benson High, making what intercession for the same. This is the foundation of Christ or of the church. And any message that deviates from this is false. Christian science is false. You know why? They believe not in the deity of Jesus. Jehovah Witnesses is false. Because they believe not that Jesus Christ died on the cross. LDS, um, Mormon Church, they believe that Jesus is equal to angels. That Jesus is a senior brother of 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 of, of Archangel Lucifer and 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 the, and, the, and you know and all sorts. But we must come to a point where these things are clear to us. The Jews believed in Jesus, but that Moses is superior to him. Angels are superior to him. Joshua is superior to him. Hallelujah. And Paul wrote to explain and put in perspective the Christological foundation of the church so that no one tells you that we are serving the same Jesus or the same God. No, we are not. And the reason for this study is to make you see why we are not and what is the difference. Hebrews 3. Let me show you tonight how Jesus is superior to Moses. Because this word, now remember, Paul was writing to the, the Jews. Hebrews 3, we'll read from verse 1 tonight quickly. Hebrews 3, from verse 1. So it's not today that, that some who say, oh no, I'm, 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 I'm Buddha and Jesus are on the same point. You know, Confucius. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we say Muhammad and, and, and any other being there before. No, no. This is, that argument has been for forever. But you as a believer, what's your stand? What's your belief? What's your understanding? Let's see together. Hebrews 3, from verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, you see now, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession who Jesus Christ, listen, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of what? More glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had builded the house had more honor than the house. And every house is built by some man, but he that built, the, built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ, but Christ, but Christ, 
as a song over his own house. Whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? Now, we say here that, that the one that builds the house is no greater and more stronger than the house built. And Moses was faithful in the house of God. And this house of God was built by who? By Christ himself. Therefore, Christ is more glorious. Christ is more, is, is superior even to Moses. So it can be put on a separate pedestal with Moses. And therefore, the law can take the place of Christ. Amen. Now, the sound understanding of who Jesus truly is must register in our hearts so that we don't confuse him with the prophet that come or the prophets that will yet come in the future. Because he warned them that in the end times, many Christ will come. Many messiahs will come. That what Christ is on is on his name. That what Christ simply means Messiah. Simply means the one that is seen to be what? The deliverer. The one with, with the utmost power. That's the meaning of what Christ. So Christ is not the name of Jesus. Christ is a title. It, 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 it's called Messiah. Amen tonight. So see, Jesus actually is stronger. And imagine these believers believing wrongly about Jesus. Even though they are saved. And your belief of Jesus will affect your love, your affection, and your understanding of how to communicate him with all boldness and confidence. Hebrews 1. Just back there a little bit tonight. Hebrews 1. From verse 1. These same believers also believe that Jesus and angels are what? Are equal. But what it says, no, you must understand. We must know him. Jesus is much more pretty tonight. Let's 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 go on tonight. Hallelujah. From verse 1, I read quickly. My time is almost up tonight, but let's go. God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past to the fathers by the prophets, had in these last days spoken to us by who? By son. Amen. By the son. Whom he had appointed here of all things, by whom also he made the walls. Hallelujah. Who being the what? The, so Jesus is the, wow. He's called the brightness of his word, of his glory. And the express, wow, the express word, the word, express image of his word, of his person. Amen. Amen. He's, he's, he's far beyond, he's far beyond angels, he's far beyond, beyond any human is for anyone compared upon him. For by him all things were made. This Jesus is superior to all things. For all things are like his feet. They want to be And this Jesus. That is our eternal rock and salvation. Who being the balance of his glory. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself. Pause our sins and sat down on the right hand of God by the sea on high. Listen, Jesus by Himself, Amen. Pause what our sins, glory to God. He is the porter of the sins of the world. And John said in first John two from us from us two, he says, "For Christ is not only the propitiation for our sins, but the sins of what the whole world." What's Amen tonight? 
So when it came to, to, to environment, when men start saying that Jesus is not what they think it is, no, you don't hold them by the word. You counter them by the words of the Lord Jesus Christ as revealed in Holy Scriptures. The Bible tells us that he is before all things, and all things were made by him, and there was nothing made that was made. For in him was life, and the life in him was what? The light of man, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness didn't comprehend it. Verse 4. Being made so much better. See the word now? Than angels. You see the word now? So there's the comparison with him and angels. But he's not an angel. Four times tonight. Let's, let's, let's come to verse, to, to, to verse 7. Hallelujah. Or verse 6. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he said, and let all what? Angels of God Worship him. That means he's superior to what to angels. For angels want to worship him. Jesus is superior to every deity on this earth. Jesus is superior to every prophet that ever lived, that will ever live, that will, that, that will come at any age. Jesus is superior to all the 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 the, the, the ones that have become face of this world. Jesus is superior to them. And your argument is not just by talk. You back it up by scriptures. Verse 7. And of the angels he said, Who maketh his angels spirits. So angels are what? Spirits. So spirits. Hallelujah. And his ministers, flame of fire. Who has ministers? Angels. He's, he's not pastor. You know what they Because, no. The ministers here, angels are called ministers of what? Of God. How do we know that? Verse 14 says so. Uh, are they not all what ministering spirits? So the the the, the word they are actually angels. So angels are God's ministers. Angels are what spirits. But verse eight. But unto the Son is here, Thy throne, O God. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. So Paul is saying to the Jews, Hey, don't equate Jesus. So what is happening? Jesus actually is God. He's prophesied in, 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 in your books, in your Psalms about him. The throne of God is forever. Hallelujah. The throne of Jesus is forever. Folks, who we believe in lives and reigns forever. Hallelujah. And because he lives and reigns forever, we worship him. We worship him. Time and age will end. Times and season will fade. But he will live forever. Hallelujah. Come down with me tonight. To verse 10. And thou Lord in the beginning. Has laid the foundations of the earth. And the heavens are the works of your hands. Do you see that? The heavens are the works of the hands of Jesus. And that's the reason. When we die on this earth. And go to see him. We will be with him forever. We, we, we will be living in a city. Whose builder and maker is who? Is God. The foundation is built on him. Hallelujah tonight. Glory to God. Verse 11. They shall all perish, but thou remainest, and they shall wax old as God a garment, and as a vesture shall thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So Jesus. Is superior to angels. Is superior to Moses. Is superior to Joshua. 
is not to any prophet. Jesus is God. His deity. Tonight I begin to close. John 1, Isaiah 9, verse 7. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government. There shall be no end. This is Jesus Christ. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. And there was nothing made that was made. Bible says in him was life. And the light in him was the light of men. Verse 14 said, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and beheld his glory as the only glory of our Father, full of grace and truth. We see this Jesus being the express image of the personal of God. He's superior to angels. He's superior to everything that man has believed. And therefore, the law was given to showcase Jesus. The law is not superior to Christ. And everyone that is born upon this earth can't be equated with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 7. They are free. They are buried in heaven. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And these three of them. Bible says they are one. John 10, 30. I and my Father are one. John 8, 58. Jesus Christ declared, Before Abraham, I am. The word I am is the word Jehovah, is the word Yahweh. And Jesus boldly declared that he and the Father are one. Therefore, tonight, let no one give you a wrong idea of who Jesus is. The word became flesh. The word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us. And we hear his glory. As the glory of the only God of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Colossians 2.10 For it pleased the Father. And in him all fullness will dwell. The Mosaic law, though good and holy. Can counter the power of sin. Because the Hebrew believers believe the law was superior to Jesus. Like many nowadays believe today that Jesus is just one of the prophets. People of the Eastern religion believe that Jesus is a, is a guru. And there are many gurus in our age that we become pressed in into, 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 into such sudden depth of knowledge. You too will attain a knowledge like a guru that Jesus was Jesus is not a guru. Jesus is the son of God. He asked them, who do men say I am? He says, something prophet. Something Elijah. Something Moses. Who do you say I am? And Peter responded, thou art the Christus. Thou art the anointed. Thou art the son of man. And he said, flesh and blood, they reveal this to you. But my father, child of God, our faith is hinged 
on the true foundation, the true faith that saves mankind. All other ground is sinking sand, apart from Jesus. Therefore, don't be ashamed like Hebrew believers. Don't don't talk down Christ. Don't 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 be don't be don't don't be intimidated by by signs so called. Don't don't be don't be cowed down by 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 vain ideas and of men and 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 and, and high quality. Um, human philosophy. All Satan is doing is to counter the truth about who Jesus is. But we know by the word of God that Christ indeed is the Son of God. And therefore, let our faith be anchored. Let our faith be resolved. That Jesus is a true God. He died he rose. He shed his blood that we are justified. But not just we alone, but everyone that puts faith in him. Don't let anyone tell you that we and Muslims serve the same God. It's not true. They don't believe in Christ in the way Christ truly is, as it in scripture. Let me want to tell you that God is a God of the whole universe, that everyone is seen already. No. For God to love the world, He gave to the very Son that whosoever believes, it is not the whole world, it is those that believe. Don't I want to tell you that, 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 that Christians and, and, and Buddhists or Hindus or New Age or whatever the name is called, serve the same God. Let no one tell you that there are many parts to God or to Christ. And, there are, and, and Christ is a part of God. Or someone tell you there are many ways to God. That Christ is just one of the ways. They ask in John 14, 6. Categorically, Thomas will show us the way. And we know where the way is. And he said, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth. And the life, no one comes to the Father except by me. That's the word of Jesus. I will hold on fast to this. The Jews believed this also in the time that through Moses, through Aaron, through Joshua, and through the law, men can also get to God. And Paul stood vehemently to explain and expose to them the true word of God in a more clear and Excellent way. Tonight, let your faith be strengthened that you are on the right foundation. You are on the right path. You are in a path that leads to that redemption. All our grounds are sitting inside. Our faith is built on the foundation of Christ the Lord. Let us pray. Thank you tonight, Lord. Expounding your truth. But for us, our hearts are open. But let the seed of this word take root in our hearts. Give us this solid understanding of who, who, of who Christ truly is. And give us the strength 
to project this to the world. But tonight we refuse to be cowed down by men's philosophies, by new knowledge. We refuse to bow to the doctrines of the world. But we choose to stand in the faith of Jesus that gives us eternal triumph. Thank you, Father. We praise you. But in these last times, you reveal to us every fake contact, every fake Christ, and give us the strength to stand according to your will, to proclaim who Christ truly is, and be bold about it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. I believe you've blessed tonight again. You've learned something tonight about Christ, about the beliefs in the times past, and how it's still subsisting today. But what the church should hold on to as the truth, and this we've learned today by the word of God, that Jesus is superior to every other prophet and founders of religious in the world. He's unique and is different. Therefore rejoice in your salvation and hold it there. Let no one talk you out. Hold on the truth and get the truth in your lips and be strengthened. Saturday is a special meeting. Don't miss it. 8 p.m. to 9.10 p.m. And Sunday will conclude in the first one hour thereabout in church. As I trust God for wisdom. Amen tonight. God bless you. And have a pleasant night rest. We'll continue on this thought next Tuesday by the grace of God. There's a lot, a lot more to dig into as we learn of the principles and the teachings of Christ for his church. God bless you tonight. Have a pleasant night rest. Good night, folks, and God bless you all. Amen.